Hello and welcome back to the best show on earth, the FSL podcast. A quick reintroduction. My name is Micah. I'll be your host today talking about week two in the NFL with a little fantasy mixed in. Uh, I believe we're on episode four now. This being the second edition of the NFL Focus show. Very excited to be here. I've got Jared, Kunis, and Ben here with me. Josh couldn't handle being owned too, so I guess he couldn't show his face or his voice and wouldn't come back for this episode. But in all seriousness, he would be missed. But in his place, Ben, the newbie on the podcast. Uh, ben, you want to you wanna introduce yourself a little bit? Hi, I'm Ben. I'm a, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I found my salvation in fantasy football. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> I feel welcome now. Yeah, no, appreciate you having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. I I easily have been hooked on this already, listening to everybody else. So excited to get my takes on things. Yeah, you get to defend yourself too. I do. I'm excited for that part. Y'all are too mean to me. All right. I'm All just right. kidding. Um, in terms of defending yourself, you had a little uh, trade yesterday between you and Ryan. I did. I did. God, that is yeah. uh, it's a little suspicious only because it happened right after you guys developed that little bond. From going yeah, to the okay, so game. let's let's clarify some <laughs> things. The aging that my body experienced from that entire process of trading with Ryan, I don't know if the trade was worth it at the end of it because I think I'm probably 47 on the inside now. <laughs> that's but, usually how it goes when yeah, trying to trade that was, with Ryan. I have, I could. I can actually show people text evidence of me trying to get a, a, an answer out of Ryan it, to which I respond to him after he just ghosts me for three hours going, why do you do this? And he said, play with your emotions because it's fun. He knows what he does. That was a, that was a hectic process, but we got it done. You, uh, I think you absolutely fleeced him in that deal. What was it? It was, I agree. You got so him. it was Curtis Samuel and 19 fab. Really? That's what he yeah. sold Russell Wilson for? Russell but... Wilson. So, to be honest with you, and maybe I'm wrong on this as well, but it was actually, a there was a point in time where I was thinking to myself, do I want to give that up? So Curtis Samuel? Yeah. So if you watched the Thursday night game between, you know, the football team and the Giants, Taylor Heineke was composed in the pocket but the there's no gunslinger mentality really like a lot of it was sort of yeah he made some good plays but Curtis Samuel when he's back to health Taylor Heineke was peppering that slot position so Adam Humphreys had I think nine targets or something so when Curtis Samuel comes back who's someone with manufactured plays no doubt in my mind he's going to be very much involved because he's that short route you know, Swiss army knife kind of player that I think Ron Rivera knows what he has in him. And so they'll be able to use him well, especially to Taylor Heineke kind of preferring it, it can be seen as like a safety blanket. So with JD McKissick and um, Antonio Gibson, that short route passing at the end of the day, you have someone who can be a game breaker, Terry McLaurin. Why would you not use Curtis Samuel's abilities and like, you know, those manufactured plays to your advantage. So 
there is a chance that there was always a chance in my mind that I actually was on the losing end of that deal. If Curtis Samuel comes back and is as involved as I think he will be in that offense. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you lost that trade. Yeah. You did not (laughs) at all. Well, that was my reasoning. If, if, if I didn't lose that trade, then I, you know, I don't really have much to complain about it, but I think that there's more to Curtis Samuel than a lot of people realize because of what he is capable of doing and what he's shown us he's capable of doing. Yeah. Like you said, he is using the slot a lot and he also goes in the backfield. So he'll vulture some touchdowns as well, but you, you absolutely fleeced Ryan. Well, I mean, (laughs) somebody to give somebody like Russell Wilson, I feel like you have to give up more than he's on Curtis Samuel's good. And I hear your reasoning, but he's on IR right now. And when like even average Russ is a starting quarterback, and most of the time he'll be top five. Like he just, it's just unbelievable. We'll talk about him and his deep ball a bit later. Uh, Kunis, you also had a, you also had a trade go down. It's definitely seemed like it was a bit more even across the board. General perception. Mm. What a, some, some might say, you know, I, I thought it was pretty even, but let's hear, let's hear your thoughts on it. So uh, it, it seemed like everyone kind of thought that I won except for uh, Trevor a little bit, but Trevor's a good trade. This is a this is a trade that we both needed to make. He had some depth at running back. Obviously, it doesn't hurt to have more, but his running back or his receivers were real shaky. He was starting DJ Chark, and that's a little questionable, to say the least. I gave him a sure number one. Like he'll have a couple off weeks, but he's also going to guarantee win you some games. Saying sure number one for Mike Evans is a I think a little bit of an overstatement. Like, like a low-end wide receiver one or a super high-end wide receiver two. We'll, right call him a, we'll call him a wide receiver two just because he – week to week, you don't know who's going to show up for the Buccaneers. They've got like 10 different people that could go off in a given week. But I understand your point. But I think you made out pretty well. And I did. To, uh, but it's also um, – and I, I obviously needed a running back. I had a couple other people interested in Evans, but like – Nobody really had the – that was exactly what I was looking for was a running back. So uh, – and I got Odell basically thrown in there. So it's so – I, uh, I have a question for you, Kunis. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm curious to see how you actually felt about Odell being included in that. Was the name value what pushed that over the edge for you, or do you have a genuine belief in what he can be again? Do you think he can get back to being Odell? Obviously, with Jarvis out, that's kind of a beneficial situation. But what kind of production, I guess, convinced you on him? Because the Mike Evans for DeAndre Swift, that makes sense. You know, obviously, like, depending on circumstance, like, you needed the running back. But what was it about Odell that kind of made you think, like, yeah, that would be enough because a lot of people have doubted him. Yeah, uh, my, myself included. Uh, I wouldn't have drafted him anywhere where he was being drafted. Um, but Jarvis is out. He's coming back. So I've already – I don't have to pay the price of when is he going to come back from the injury. It's There's a chance that he doesn't come back this week, but it seems all likely he's going to be back this week against us. And to be honest, it would – it was really him or Chark were the only real options that made that trade work. And I'd rather have Odell than Chark. At least I'm pretty confident that when Odell comes back, he's going to be the number one on that team. Mm -hmm. And that's 
I, I would think that's a guarantee. Um, Peoples Jones is good. Uh, Higgins is okay, but it's still Odell and he's not going to be what he was. It, yeah. That's not what I'm expecting either, but I've already got a wide receiver one in AJ Brown. I've got a solid wide receiver two in Deontay if he's healthy and Devonte Smith is there. So I don't necessarily need him every week. It's kind of a, if I can get his, what, what he could be sick, then I got a steal in it. Yeah. And if I don't, I needed Swift. That was what I wanted. So that was what I was going after. So oh. uh, the Od- Odell was someone I thought I could I could get from Josh because didn't seem like anybody was really that high on him. So I think I got, I felt like I was buying low on him. Yeah, I personally wasn't high on him. That's I want I Odell. Asked. I want Odell. Yeah, Odell's <laughs> on the block, by the way, Jared. <laughs> Give him to Odell for half his team. I honestly, I think you, I think you made out pretty well. Um, at, I almost said Eckler. DeAndre Swift and Mike Evans are pretty comparable, I think. Like, they're both pretty valuable at their own position, but you don't really know which version you're going to get because of Godwin and Brown and Gronk on Evans' side and Jamal Williams and just the general vibe of the Lions. Jared Goff is bad. And Jared Jared Goff, yeah. So it's, you know, it's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde situation for both of them, but then you also get um, the upside of Odell. Um, and I think that kind of tips the scales into your favor. Um, also, though, uh, Josh needs to win this week. As Eric mentioned on the last episode, he has to win. And AB's out with COVID. So he could drop 40 on Micah. Mike Evans likes that's to very do possible. That. Oh, my God. That's, that's one less. <laughs> <not with you. laughs> I already yeah. lost. All right. <laughs> I guarantee Mike Evans gets at least one touchdown. No, I guarantee yes. you he gets 30 points in the first half. Oh, yeah. yeah. Micah knows too right. well. I can't talk about Mike Evans anymore. Um, let's uh, let's get into the main focus of the show. The yeah, I don't I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so one thing before we before we uh, start talking about some of the NFL games from this past week. I will say now that now that we have some intro music, it feels like we've got a real show. You know, that's really all it takes for a good <laughs> podcast, in my opinion. So I feel like we've kind of made it. Um, hey, watch out for us, Warner hey, Brothers. We watch need a out. Deal. You know, fantasy a focus on ESPN. <laughs> all right. Um, let's start talking some NFL. We've got a lot of games to talk about. Um, the first one we've got here. What was that, Kunis? I did not realize that I traded Mike Evans to Josh the week that he plays you. Mike. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, we don't, like we don't need to talk. We, about we kind of glossed over that. It's old. It, I thought. Well, I thought that we had known that. That's why I was at. Oh, Mike is hearing right now. I can't. We, we're just not going to talk about it anymore. I'm sure once after I get 50 piece, we'll hear about it on the podcast next week. <laughs> I can't wait. So we'll get to that. But uh, the first game we've got here to talk about is the Washington football team against the Giants. Not a whole lot of like crazy nuggets to talk about. It was a pretty good game um, Thursday night, almost a week ago. The top note that we've got here is just gross. So, I mean, kind of fitting for the two teams that were playing. But um, what were your guys' thoughts? I mean, Daniel Jones didn't look terrible. He was running the ball pretty well. Didn't even slip this time. What do you guys think? He looked pretty I, good. I um, he, the, uh, go ahead. I thought the Washington defense did not. They, they never adjusted. He he took it every time. Devontae, uh, Devontae Booker and Saquon weren't killing him. And they let Daniel Jones take it 
every time. That DM just kept biting every single time. You got to eventually figure that out. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't respect him. Like, they know Daniel Jones will take off. I mean, to be fair, Daniel Jones likes to play well when he plays Washington football team. I think he was undefeated against him to start his career until that night. So Yeah, so there were two streaks that night. He was Owen something um, on, on was Thursday like Owen five on Pride – own five on primetime in primetime games, mm-hmm. but four no against the Redskins. Yeah. So he was either going to, you know, get that first primetime win or he was going to lose that streak. So I think the wrong one happened for him. But unfortunately. But the one thing I'll say is the kind of the respect that people were lacking for Daniel Jones's wheels at the end of the day even though everybody knew that he was coming in a bit hobbled, you know, everybody was a bit nervous about Saquon that bite that the defense was giving. Do you blame them? Because if you have someone who's capable of breaking off like a 50 yard play, like Saquon, sometimes you kind of have to bite. Otherwise he's going to punish you. So it was almost a pick your poison there because Daniel Jones is underestimated when it comes to his scrambling play. Like he can, he can move, but you don't commit on one of those, the other side of it could kill you. So, I, I mean, I, again, have no experience as a defensive coordinator, as a, you know, a defensive player in the NFL, but I can understand why one would commit to one of those things just because it almost seems like the Giants had two ways of doing it this game. I will agree with you partly on that. I will disagree on the fact that Saquon did not play most of that game. So, and I think Danny Dimes got his big run, even though it was called back like in the third quarter when Saquon wasn't in. So oh, I thought I think, he wasn't. That's why I said that. Yeah. So like I can understand where you're ta- where you're coming from, but he had nine carries for 95 yards. That is <laughs> wow. Unacceptable yeah. for that Washington football defense. Ah, that's pretty good for him, though. Yeah. He's he's too fast to not guard him. He doesn't look that fast, but he ran uh he ran what 24 miles an hour last year in the a prime time game. On his, I mean, too fast I mean he finished the run by falling on his face, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was really fast right before that. You gotta guard that guy when he's running. It's he's too good at it. And it's literally the only thing he can do. He's got sneaky yeah, he's speed. He's not gonna beat you through the air. He's got that sneaky speed. Yeah, two things. Two things. One, I think we can retire the Danny Dimes nickname. It sounds good. <laughs> it rolls really well off the tongue, but he has not thrown a dime. I don't think yeah. in his entire career. Actually, he but did last know. game. Uh, who uh, was right. it? Sterling Shepard dropped I it? think it was there was one ball. That oh, I thought that was Slayton. It was Darius Slayton. It was Darius Slayton. That was a nice ball. So every once in a while. But like you don't earn the name Danny Dimes every once in a while throwing it down. <laughs> yeah. that's, not, that's not how it works. Number two, the Washington defense was supposed to be this like unbelievable defense. I was told they were as good as the Bears from the last few years, and they just look bad. Like they're not. All right. Not let's bad. not let's I, I understand that that was a good milestone for everybody, but Okay, stop that. Yeah. The Bears 2018 now, now defense was great. Okay, okay, relax, relax. They're relax. nothing like the Colts defense. I'm just kidding. We'll talk about the Colts defense, but one more thing before we move on to the next game. Is, is Taylor Heineke actually good? Because the last two games that he's actually played, 
he almost beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl winning Buccaneers, and then he and the first led them to the win last Thursday. Can I go on? Can I go first on this one? Yes. So my take on it, I, and the reason why I wanted to was just because what I was talking about with my justification on Curtis Samuel earlier. I think Taylor Heineke is exactly what he needs to be. That offense has almost adjusted to him. So as you saw, they all of the a lot of the weapons that they have are again manufactured short route players. So he's heavily involved with JD McKissick. He's heavily, you know, he can lean on Antonio Gibson. Sorry, Nate. I know you want a little bit more out of him. Maybe you will get him, most likely. No, but Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys, you know, coming in the slot. Diami, is it Diami? Diami Brown. Yeah, don't disrespect him. He could be a he could be a deep threat for him, but like Curtis Samuel, JD McKissick, Antonio Gibson, even Terry McLaurin, they can really run those short routes, find separation early in the play, and it doesn't take much for Heineke to find them on those. So yes, it it does take a certain composure to be an NFL quarterback, and I think he's really seized his opportunity. But you're not asking him to be the game breaking player, like, you know, un- unfortunately, I hate saying this name these days because of what happened, but an Andrew Luck or, you know, <laughs> maybe a Justin Fields, you want him to be that game breaker that, you know, that Patrick Mahomes, the difference maker, he, he can be what he is and still find success. And that's through the short routes, the, you know, the, the quick targets on that. And then occasionally the deep route, because people will bite to those short routes more and more, the more he and does. And they got it. scary Terry. Yeah, scary Terry's exactly. Really good. So, those weapons really open a lot, open up a lot for him. And I think they're underrated in the NFL because of that. I, I think he's good enough that defenses need to adjust to him, but he hasn't played much ever. So there's like no film on him. So there's, I, I just, I think he's, he's good enough that what he's doing now is working, but eventually defenses are going to figure him out. And Once they I, don't, I don't think it's going to last. It, it's kind of like what happened with Minshew. Like he was great initially. And then defense is kind that of sucks. Out and it, it all fell flat. We That's all true. love Minshew. I think he's that kind of player where like, he's going to be good for a little bit. And then you get enough games of him back there and they're, they're going to figure him out. And he also does. I have, could be wrong on that. But. Yeah. He, he doesn't have the hair of Gardner Minshew to fall back on. So <laughs> or the Jords. Or the Jords. <laughs> Unless Taylor Heineke is like legitimate. I think he, he probably fades out a little bit, but this was way more positive on Taylor Heineke than I was expecting. So Good he threw a bad interception, though, didn't he? Late in the did, game did, that almost caused him the game. Yes, but you want to talk about some dimes. Taylor Heineke was throwing some dimes. He was. So, I'll give it to him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. I think that pretty much wraps up that game. Let's get to the games that were on Sunday. The first one we have on tap is the Falcons versus the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, the ageless wonder, five more touchdowns. Um, crazy. Do you guys think – Jared, I'll start with you because I think you wanted to talk about this one. Is this Tom Brady's greatness or – has he just played some bad defenses first the Cowboys and now uh, first the Cowboys and now the the Falcons I kind of want to say it's because of the bad defenses but I don't know I was watching it it was it looked effortless it looked like the young Tom Brady and it looks like he's gonna top his best season in New England with Bruce Arians this year and I don't I don't know I I want to say as like a Tom Brady I don't want to say hater anymore because I do like Tom Brady and the Bucks but I want to I want to see him against a good defense first before I start saying that he is an ageless wonder. Same with Gronk as well. Well, I'll jump in here real quick. His next game is away against the Rams, so you'll get an answer to that pretty quickly. 
And then right after that, they play in New England against Belichick, the reunion. That so will be a game to watch. So I'm really excited to see what happens in those two games because I think it's a bit of both. They have all the weapons, Bruce Arians, they love to throw, and Brady's the best ever. Um, but they're just playing like Swiss cheese back-to-back weeks. So I don't know if they'll get four or five touchdowns every week, but like I think 300 yards and two touchdowns, which is what we've been kind of accustomed to from Brady, I think that's – I think you can rely on him – to do that pretty much every week. But we'll, I mean, we'll see over the next couple of weeks. Ben Kunis, what do you guys think? I, I, I think, I, I think he's almost a guarantee that they're going to score at least three touchdowns. You're never going to fall lower than that. I, I really don't see them having a game where they scored 12, you know, or, you know, 14 points, something like that. I just don't see it, but their defense is, their, their defense is also stacked. So as long as their defense keeps holding these other teams down, I, I think he's going to kind of breeze through the season and it's going to be, he, I, there's obviously like, like the Rams are going to be a huge test. They're a legit team too. And I think personally, he's going to smoke New England. Their yeah. Belichick does everything off of uh, basically just, ha- he has more experience than everybody faces. So it's, you know, that's why he tears apart rookie quarterbacks. He can give you something you've never seen. I don't think he's going to have anything that Brady hasn't seen. But and nobody, and Brady's just, they just have too much talent. Nobody knows, him, nobody knows him better than Belichick. So and Tom nobody Brady. knows Belichick better than Brady. So it's it you know <laughs> goes right back. And Brady's got the better weapons with him than Belichick does. Tom Brady's gonna be game. he's gonna be extra motivated too, going up against oh, his yeah. quote unquote successor in Mac Jones. So that'll be a fun matchup to watch. Well, I think the, the coolest thing about that is it is absolutely like a student versus master, and I genuinely have no idea who's gonna win that battle of wits. Because, like you said, Tom knows exactly what Bill could do. Bill knows exactly what Tom could do. Obviously, wit-wise is what I'm talking about. I think the Bucks are going to smoke them. You know, in terms of just what the outcome of the game is, I don't, I don't think that you can – there's not really a way to stop that high octane of an offense. Even with – even with, um, like – Leonard Fournette coming into play now, even with, I mean, unfortunately, like, you know, as a Fournette owner, Ronald Jones can still be a threat out of the backfield alone. You've got Gio Bernard, but then of course you've got the actual weapons like Mike Evans, you've got Godwin, you've got Gronk. So Antonio Brown. Oh yeah. Wow. I even forgot about that. So you have, it, it'll be fun to see what kind of the, like how it shakes out what Bill throws Tom's way. But at the end of the day, I think we can all bank on the fact that Tom is going to come out of this with his hands up. So yeah, that's my, that's my take on that game. I think it's going to be a good one though. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty fair. And I don't think there's really anything, anything else to say other than I love Calvin Ridley and this man just needs all the targets he can get. That's, that's pretty much it. Tom is still doing it at 44. It's kind of unbelievable. Um, one, one more thing on that game. No, go ahead. One more thing. Cordero Patterson. Where the fuck was this last year? Oh, well, he was pretty good. He was always pretty good. Yeah, he was good. Matt Nagy. It's Matt Nagy, dude. We don't know. What he, he didn't know. The plays. It was third and one right up the middle with Cordero Patterson. I don't know how to use a guy like that. You let him go out there and make an unbelievable one-handed catch and get into the end zone. Score. Oh, of yeah. That was amazing. That's how you do Cordero Patterson. All right, just going to get mad about talk, talking about Matt Nagy. So the next game we've got is Titans-Seahawks. That 
definitely is one of the contenders for game of the week, if not the absolute game of the week. It's fantastic. Um, we saw everything. We saw Russ cook. We saw Derrick Henry just go absolutely nuclear in the, in the second half. Um, I mean, just tell me, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of things to say about Derrick Henry that I haven't already thought of. And I'm sure you guys haven't already said, like, I, it's just unbelievable. He just, he doesn't do anything from week one. And then in the first half in this game, and then brushes for, I don't even remember what he's finished at, like 180, 200 yards. 35 carries for 182 yards, three touchdowns, six Catches on six targets for 55 receiving yards as well. So a great day. But, like, just brought him back in the game, like, all by himself. He's a pass catcher now. He's a pass catcher. I mean, Tannehill does his job. He's a nice little game manager. He's a solid quarterback. But, like, it's the Derrick Henry. It's the Derrick Henry show. It's just unbelievable. I mean, you have to respect him. That's why I think that's why Tannehill finds a lot of success. As a Tannehill owner, I've realized that, that he's a very, very good pro. But a lot of the times, I mean, well, Pretty much most of the time, if they have their choice in something, they're going to go with the run game. Even with Julio and A.J. Brown, if you've got someone like Derrick Henry just clobbering people his size, like linebackers, you know, busting through offensive uh, defensive lines like that. I mean, why would you not prioritize him? So Tannehill benefits from it because you have to respect the running game. I'm, I'm amazed at how well he's stayed healthy through all this. Yeah. 41 touches and he was good as new by the end of the game. Like there's so many other running backs. They take like three hits and they're done. Or Deontay Johnson looks like he's about to have like a season ending injury. Every other Derrick play. Henry is a big boy now. Derrick Henry is two Deontay Johnsons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Obviously the size difference, but like, I mean, there's other big backs out there that just, they don't stay that healthy. I mean, Julio's huge and he, he gets hurt all the time. It's just it's so impressive. Don't don't bring Julio into this. But he I was gonna say to it's I think it's normal, it's more normal than not for one of the bigger players to be more susceptible to injury. That's what makes Derrick Henry such an anomaly, is because he's enormous, but still seems almost bulletproof at times. Because you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Derrick Henry doesn't fall that much. I think that's just unfair. It makes other people fall. You yeah, know, he makes he makes a lot of other people you know, in fall high school, for him. You know, in high school, he had I think his junior and senior year he had four hundred carries. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Ten thousand yards in like two thousand three hundred yards in both seasons. Three hundred to four hundred carries since he was a junior in high school, and it's like his sixth season in the NFL. And he, I don't think he's missed a game. That's and if he insane. has, it's been like minor. It's just, um, it's crazy. Yeah, he's built um, like a tank. He is. You know how we, you know how we grow ahead. up with Chuck Norris jokes? I think they're, like, the next generation is going to grow up with Derrick Henry jokes. Derrick Henry, <laughs> yes. Derrick Henry stiff arm jokes, basically. <laughs> well, the flip side of that game was Russell Wilson. Uh, they started out so strong. He's got the best deep ball in the NFL, without a doubt. It's just on a dime every time. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Freddie Swain, even Freddie Swain. Freddie Swain is an I, used to have him, I used to have him in Dynasty. I dropped him. Maybe I shouldn't have dropped him, but whatever. Uh, uh, Freddie Swain's so irritating. Yes. He, How so? Every time he gets the ball, you're just like, it should be to one of the other guys. Come on. What are you doing, Freddie? He's taking up targets. He's just doing, like he's doing his job. He sounds I like mean, a mad you say the same thing about the Chiefs offense, like as fantasy. Uh, 
um, Micah, as a, a Kelsey owner, couldn't you say the same thing? Like, uh, who was the other Byron tight Kringle. end that was getting involved oh. on the Sunday night game? Oh, Blake Bell. Yeah, but I don't have, you know, Kelsey gets, Kelsey gets, Kelsey gets his, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, di- we'll talk about the Chiefs in a second. Don't worry okay. About that. But the Chiefs do a better job of like manufacturing targets and scheming mm-hmm. plays to get their best players open. Whereas the Seahawks, it's just Russ will do whatever he wants. So on that point, um, we were talking about this before we got on here. I guess Pete Carroll was kind of, you know, throwing Russ under the bus a little bit. Yeah, that rhyme. So he was saying, um, he was talking about how there's a quote. I I think I actually closed it out, but there was a a quote about Pete Carroll saying, I wish Russ could have made those passes for us on that last drive. And to a degree, I'm sure that there's like validity to that, but publicly ousting your quarterback like that after you've already had a controversial off season in which you nearly traded him, you might want to kind of just dial it back on the things that could polarize the media, you know, the team itself. So it's always interesting how Pete Carroll deals with this type, this type of thing. But I, I, I don't know if it's anything new to this team because they've constantly had drama, haven't they? Yes, they have. And like there, that was, part of the issues in the off season, like he almost, almost came to the bears. It's okay. We got Justin Fields, but <laughs> top three greatest quarterbacks. Mean, there was a reason that Russell Wilson wanted to leave. And I don't yeah. think it's gotten any better. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. All why from one play. All from one play. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense to me why the Seahawks will continuously throw Russ under the bus when it, if he wasn't on that team, like I don't think they win five games. It maybe mm-hmm. they would not be a contender, especially not in that NFC West right now. They've got, some, yeah. they've got some good weapons. The defense is okay, and the offensive line is like below average. But Russ makes them tick, and I just I don't understand it. Um, anything else? Anything else on on this game? Nope. I think we covered that pretty much. Julio's Julio's touchdown should have been a touchdown. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, I don't understand true. how they called that back. Horrible. Uh, he was out. Stop Shut that. Up. <laughs> Stop that right now. Horrible officiating. We'll get to Across some the board, of that. And we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that as well. Um, quick game here. Only a couple things to talk about. Raiders, Steelers. Steelers were pretty forget- forgettable. I mean, like, Roethlisberger's okay. Najee was okay. Was this the game where he had that big stiff arm? Or was that? Yes. Was- yeah. Yes, this is Najee's okay. stiff arm. So Najee just looks in. Najee's good. I feel bad for him. He's on such a bad O-line. Um, that O-line is young, though. <laughs> they're still developing. I know they're bad, and that's they... about the best you can say is that they're young. <laughs> they're learning. The Raiders, though, all of a sudden with John Gruden, like they look, they look fantastic. They beat the Ravens on Monday night. They come out, they beat the Steelers, so they're just tearing through the, um, the AFC North. Is this sustainable? Is this just like the Raiders getting off to a hot start? What do you think? I think it's, I think it's the Raiders coming off to a hot start. I don't think it's sustainable at all. I think, I mean, it's the same readers as last year. It's the same mentality that John Gruden has instilled into that, you know, in that locker room. It's just, I think they ran into some injuries last year. But other than that, uh, Derek Carr has looked great. Uh, I don't know if he'll be able to keep it up. If he does, he's on track to be an MVP candidate. But That feels weird. I know, saying Derek Carr and MVP <laughs> in the same sentence, but. Can I say something with the Colts when we were actually looking for a quarterback? 
there was a part of me that was actually holding out a little bit in hopes that we would get Derek Carr. Yeah, so was Micah and the Bears. Yeah, I, I uh, Derek Carr. It's Michael funny Carr. because he's never he's never associated with like you know the elite talks, and ob- rightfully so. You know, there's obviously his circumstances haven't been the best, but he can contribute and he can ball. Like the guy is good at the guy is good at football, and it's nice seeing that they've just come out, beat the Steelers and the Ravens, two formidable defenses with a very underrated offense. Like as much as Henry Ruggs hasn't been what Henry Ruggs is supposed to be, that deep ball was pretty damn good that, you know, obviously Darren Waller is Darren Waller, but they're more, there's more to it than I think a lot of people realize. And it was actually really cool to see them come out and beat two really solid defenses like that. But yeah, I think they'll poo the bed against uh, an average team. I mean, they don't face an average team for until week five until they face the Bears. But all the better for Raiders fans. Yeah, Bears above average. Yes, sir. So I want to put it out there. Do you guys think? Okay, so obviously Rugs has looked pretty good the last couple weeks, but you know a lot of it also comes off like deep shots. Do you think he could take the step forward that like, I mean, Tyreek did? He obviously doesn't have Mahomes, so that's obviously going to take a little bit off. But do you think he could be that kind of like it, – it's almost a guarantee that he gets the bomb every game? No. No. I think there's a Brian Edwards problem there. I think that there's actually more belief there from the coaching staff. But, I, I mean, I wouldn't – I'll say this. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens because he has – you know, he was taken as the number one receiver for a reason. But yeah, – I mean, he's, he's what, the 11th pick? Or was it was it earlier? 11th before CD, before Jerry Judy, before Justin Jefferson. He was the first wide receiver taken that draft. That's crazy. like there's got there, there's got to be some you know some pressure on Gruden to make there to make that worth it, right? Like yeah, that you're already seeing CD's the kind of guy that like you can throw to all the time. You know, Judy was starting to look like that. They, Justin Jefferson, they, like these other guys. I mean, these are superstars in the making, right? You got to kind of prove that like you didn't totally fuck up that pick and when you could have just gotten one of these other superstars. So there's got to be some pressure to, you know, basically feed him targets and develop him into what he could be. The problem is they did fuck it up because they did what the Raiders always do and took speed over talent because everybody's chasing after Tyreek. And you mentioned Tyreek. There is no Tyreek. I don't think there's another Tyreek coming anytime soon. And it's hard to – you can't, like, just say, well, this guy's really good because he's really fast. It was supposed to be Mikkel Hardman, right? Yeah, I mean, Mikkel Hardman. I Hardman's guess. Rough. Like, there's always going to be guys that are quick, but nobody is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Henry Ruggs is good. He was really good in college. But, like, he was, like, the third or fourth best receiver on his team consistently every time. Even, like, when he – you know, eventually Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell, they got, they got the top – they were the top guy on Alabama, but Henry Ruggs never was the top guy. Wow. There's a reason because I don't think he's as talented, but he, you know, he's really quick and is still, uh, he could be a game changer. I just don't think it'll be as consistent as like a Tyree kill or as consistent as they wanted. Um, I think we can move on to the next game. We've got cards yeah. Vikings, another really good game. There was a lot of good games on Sunday. This was definitely one of them. Um, Death taxes and the Vikings kickers missing game winners. To be I fair, <laughs> he made two. He made two fifty-yard field goals, fifty plus. 
And that should make it worse. Without the win, there's a 37 yard. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's not like you know. It's not like uh, there's a certain kicker that used to play for the Bears and missed a certain kick. It's okay. not like why we why we gotta do I that. I don't know. Why are we doing this? That never hold happened. On. Hold on. It's not like it's not like he was fifty yarders and then comes and misses a thirty like a like a glorified extra point. It was just it was just bad. But nothing else to say about about the Vikings really ex- welcome to the NFL Rondell Moore yeah, how about Jesus. that I don't I'm glad that I don't have to root against Rondell anymore because I like him a lot. he's a good player but He's like if you ever do, I can't in good conscience do anything positive or say anything positive about you but he's looking good he had I mean he was wide open it was a busted coverage but the speed kills and he's looked really good in that offense yeah he uh, has honestly to- more than just that he went to Purdue I really just don't like that Ryan that makes me so much angry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't even think it's the Purdue thing. I think we can all we can stop beating around the bush. It's like, yeah, Ryan said he was good. I didn't want to believe him. I just, I knew <laughs> so that's the thing. We just don't want to agree with Ryan. Is that the is that the issue? Yes. Yeah. We want him to be wrong, like dead right. wrong. Sorry, I'll die on this hill. It's okay, Ryan. You'll always have the tough West Division in the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, Go on, give me some cold takes. Get some cold cuts. Get some cold cuts. Um, is Kyler Murray the MVP through two weeks? So he's far, my, yeah. He's my pick for the MVP. It's not, I don't think it's close. I think it would be Kyler Murray, too. I don't I see who else. Well. I think it's Kyler Murray now. I My bold take, well, you it depends on how you look at it, but dun, 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 dun. kind of cold take takes. for MVP this year could be Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. It could be. So, like the wow. coach, he, yeah. I, well, like I said, it's a bold take. I mean, he's never in consideration before. Obviously, he's in a significantly better situation, but Kyler is right now. But I, I do think that there could be a chance that Matt Stafford kind of puts his name in contention. Did you say bold take or cold take? Because I think either one would work. He said bold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's going <laughs> to be Brady. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a good one. That, I don't know if that's a bold take. <laughs> I think it's not bold, but I'm pretty sure it's just going to be Brady. So you actually think the Stafford take is cold? Do you think? I think I don't know. That's giving you shit. But I think I mean Kyler just does. He just looks like a superstar every time he touches the ball. He does. Looks like a penguin. He looks looks like a baby. He looks like a little kid that took the last cookie and was running away from his parents every time. (laughs) He's doing the little tiptoe run. Hilarious, but like he'll have some like just weird why did you throw that into triple coverage throws but he had 400 yards and three touchdowns and then also had a touchdown on the ground can run for 100 yards any game like it's a video game it's like a video game watching kyler murray like if lamar he's like if lamar could consistently throw the ball well and sorry lamar and lamar won an mvp just off running and lamar won an mvp so i think yeah but no one runs like lamar i i think kyler absolutely could win it but I mean, he was kind of in the front runner last year for the first few weeks, too. That's true. I was going to say it's way too early. I I think I'm more confident that Brady will sustain this than I am Kyler. That's fair. Okay. We've seen Brady do it for 20 years. So, so real quick, yes or no, is Kyler the MVP favorite after two weeks? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I think that's a good spot. Rams, Colts. Um, oh dear Dean was at this game <laughs> you can hear the his voice speaking of hurt Carson how do you sprain 
How do you, I, I shouldn't laugh. How do you sprain both of your ankles in one game? Aaron Donald. How yeah, well, I was going to say a daily dose of Aaron Donald. I like, just feel like I've never heard that before. That's just crazy. You see how he got tackled? It looked hey, pretty who bad. Did that to you at the cabin? <laughs> was it Shelly? <laughs> yeah, that one. That one was a violation. No, that was <laughs> no I thought it was. was I thought it was Shelly. No. See what had happened was it was the shoes, <laughs> and they were like socks. You and kept blaming Bendy. the shoes. Bendy yeah, I don't know what hurt Bendy. more, that or Aaron or Carson Wentz losing both of his ankles because Bendy's one of our diehard listeners, so he he he's smiling a little bit right now. Your ankle is still out there. And I'm yeah, sure it's probably the only game you're going to win this year, Sacco. <laughs> ah, got him back. Oh, okay. Sacco's also 0 2. He oh, is 0 2. Yeah. That's rough. Oh, some no. things never change. Ooh, some things never change. <laughs> He's taking some pride in that. <laughs> Anyways, well, at least he made a nice play on the basketball court in the middle of Tennessee. So, you know. Yeah, where no one, else could, this around. no one else could hear you. <laughs> Anyways, Carson got hurt, obviously, but. I, I'm going to quote Ryan from the game. The first, that terrible little shovel pass that he made at the beginning. Yeah, that was bad. Like, that wasn't great. But at the end of it, Carson wasn't really the problem. So now we're going to actually get into it in a second with the offensive line struggles and really who's to blame on that. But when Carson had the chance, there was a time where Darren Donald was almost off his feet coming straight for Carson Wentz's head. And Carson pulled this incredible athletic play, extended it, and then passed like 15 yards down the field. So got the first down. Um, Oh, no, actually, he ran on this. So there was another play where he did something similar. But Carson was making the plays that we needed at the time. Carson was really starting to look comfortable in this offense. And it is a damn shame that he just got wrapped up that way. But I wasn't for how stressful the Carson Wentz signing is, I'm not disappointed by any means so far with him. Now I will say the one kind of hesitation that I will say is the holding onto the ball too long, but that's always been a Carson problem. Um, And that kind of brings us to that point of, what do you, as a Colts fan, I kind of have my take on it, but I'd like to, I'm actually interested in hearing what other people think. Is it Carson? Is it our O-line? Have you watched any of the games to see kind of where it's all crumbling? I think, I think it's Carson Wentz. I think it's, I know you guys have some injuries on that offensive line right now, but I think it's, it's mostly because of Carson Wentz. Like you said, he does hold on to the ball long. He does try to make a play. And I watched some of the plays where he was about to get sacked and he would just kind of just throw the ball, trying to get an incompletion. Like that's dangerous to do as a quarterback. Like, I don't understand why he's doing it. And he keeps on doing it. He got lucky that none of them were picked off or none of them were like, were a fumble. But I think Eagles, when he was on the Eagles in 2020, he was sacked 50 times. And yeah, then in 13 games or 14 thir- games. Yeah. And week one, he got sacked four times by the Seahawks. And he was sacked three times by the Rams this past weekend. So he's on pace to probably break that 50 sacks. So I think it's just him trying to make a play, trying to extend the play and trying to do too much when he should just try to play and live like, or try to live for like another down. But yeah, I think he could take a page out of uh, Tom Brady's book there. When Mm -hmm. you see the pressure coming, just kind of accept the loss on it at times 
Now, granted, he has the legs for it, but sometimes I really wish he didn't. Did you just mention Carson Wentz and Tom Brady in the same sentence like we weren't going to notice? <laughs> yeah, trust me. If I if I was comparing him to a goat, I'd compare him to Peyton Manning, but I'm not comparing him. <laughs> okay. I'm not comparing him to anybody here. I'm just saying Tom Brady is in a mobile QB, and the moment he senses pressure, he goes down. I wish Carson would do that at times. I think uh... – he kind of expects the Col- the Colts offensive line to be just the absolute best, which I mean, we all kind of thought it was at that level. Preseason, I think it was the best. It was ranked the best. Yeah, They're not quite playing at that level. And the one year where, where Carson Wentz was dominant, he did have that kind of an offensive line with Jason Peters, Jason Kelsey, and Lane Johnson all in that offensive line. Wow. Offensive line was insane. at their In their primes, it was unbelievable offensive line. They, so he had all the time in the world to throw. You're, you just don't get those offensive lines very often. There's only a few that are that good year to year. And it's the Colts offensive line isn't playing to that level. They're still not that bad where like he should be taking this many hits. He, he just, he still hangs on to it way too long. You got to get rid of it way sooner. than that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's yeah. It has been an up and down one. Um, all right, we'll stop destroying our my Colts here for a second because I'm just trying to stay positive about the O2 start. Imagine but not having a win. Yeah, yeah for real. it could be <laughs> me, and it's not great. Let's talk about Cooper Cup. Good. Like, where where is well, we know where this has come from, but where has this come from? It hasn't yeah, really I'm, come from anything. Even I mean, breakfast. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup has been good. from breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Cup has been good his entire career. And now that he has an actual quarterback and not Jared Goff, Yikes. it's good. I mean, I think the thing that I'm most surprised about is that it's not as evenly distributed between him and old reliable Robert Woods. I'm surprised that he's not getting his Sad. love. But, Sad. you know, Stafford has shown in the past that he can support two guys um, to have decent wide receiver seasons. So I think it'll probably even out a little bit. Cooper Cup's had some big plays and, uh, you know, he's done his, his job, but like sometimes those big plays can be a little fluky. So um, I don't think he's going to stay as like this far and away. Number one, I think it'll be a, a little bit closer in the next couple of weeks, but you know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing taken away from Cooper Cup, what he's done. Yeah. Aaron, you're going to, you're going to hate this take, but oh God. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Robert Woods has outperformed his talent a little bit over the last all right, and now this is the exit. (laughs) (laughs) Jared Goff has – he loved throwing to Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a good player, don't get me wrong, but he was putting up, like, great numbers. And Everybody loves playing with Robert Woods. Yeah, please watch your words. Cooper Cup's still better, and uh, I think it's finally showing because he's got the trust of Stafford. The trust of Stafford. Okay, I don't know if – I mean, I've never seen Robert Woods at breakfast with Stafford. That's the thing. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's more of a mistrust with Robert Woods. I think it's just more of a deeper bond and deeper connection, a better relationship with Cooper Cup. And like Micah says, I think it will even out a little bit more, but I think Cooper Cup will stay probably remain that wide receiver one until like something unfortunate happens. Like if he gets hurt or something and then they have to go to Robert Woods kind of thing. And I think what mainly drew the success of Robert Woods too was Jared Goff wasn't that deep threat quarterback he wasn't 
Um, he wasn't that good at dropping back and, you know, slinging it across the field like as Matt Safford is. But Sean McVay would drop plays like those wide receiver end arounds and get Robert Woods the ball that way too. And that's how he got some of his production as well. So uh, as I hate to say it, but I think Cooper Cup will remain as that wide receiver one until like something unfortunate happens. I yeah. mean, Overliable will be overliable. Overliable will be overliable. And, and he has been so far. He has, he has been. Okay, that's enough from you know Gallery Kunis. If you're gonna say yeah. something, don't mumble it. I will kick you. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say that you're right. Robert Woods and his entire career, he has never been like the number one guy. He was just a really good number two and was so consistent at it. And he's still done that. Like he's putting up double digit fantasy points every week. So that's that's what it's gonna be like. But um, but Cooper Cup is amazing, and uh, yeah. so enough He's torturing. Top five in receiving yards right now. Very, very points. good. Yeah. So enough torturing bed talking about that game. Those Dolphins. Um, we have this on here, but like this game Fins was down. This game was pretty meaningless. I mean, the Bills just dominated. The Bills defense showed up. Tua looked terrible. Josh Allen was good, but not great. Devin Singletary had a long touchdown run. Um, then Zach Moss had two touchdowns. Zach Moss had two touchdowns, and I cannot believe that they called that Josh Allen. Josh Allen scored a rushing touchdown. He scored a rushing <laughs> he touchdown. He dove into the end zone, and they said that he was giving himself up just because he's a quarterback. He literally just dove into the end zone to score. Points bet thought he scored that touchdown. Well, points bet is so much better than any other betting site at giving you like good karma. So yeah, I appreciate it. Points bet. Shout out points bet. Points bet. Maybe they will be our first sponsor. Um, any, <laughs> any, anything you guys want to talk about here? I figure this could be a quick one that we could just kind of yeah. touch over. Rest up to a, to this one. It rest was, up, uh, rest up rough to the beginning and I uh, didn't really have anything in this game. Yeah. And I Jacoby, don't really go ahead. What did he say? I was going to say Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback now for the Dolphins. So, oh, do you think owners rejoice? Do you think that they go and make a trade or at least reopen that conversation with the Texans to try and get Deshaun Watson? So I'll just I'll just kind of take this one. We'll open it and shut. Yes, but I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play for anybody this year. I think they're going to suspend him. If they haven't, I don't think they have, right? He's not suspended. No, they have. He's just sitting just They're to sit. He's sitting because they, they can't, they like, you know, they, they can't, the can't, you can't see my air quotes, but they can't play him. Well, he also, I mean, at this point, it's also something, I, I feel like it's also due to the fact that he said he would never play another down for the Texans. So he hasn't really been limited by any legal complications yet. He hasn't been found guilty or anything. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't really been. You know, the consequences haven't reached him yet. Right. So I'm thinking that this is more him sitting out. I don't think so because remember when Zeke got suspended, they found him not guilty, and there was like an independent an independent investigation, and they recommended not suspending him, and Goodell still suspended him for eight games. And there's a lot more evidence and a lot more smoke and a lot more fire around Deshaun Watson. So I doubt he plays a down this year. So if you're trading for Deshaun Watson, it'll be for next year, I think. I don't know. I disagree. I think it's – I think next year is where he would potentially face the consequences and you're trading for him right now because he – I agree with that. They pretty much already said that they're 
they're going to wait for the courts to play out, which isn't going to happen until the season's over, really. And he, uh, I, I think they absolutely can play him, but he's not going to play for them. And they, uh, they obviously they want to get a shitload of value for him. They they're not going to risk him getting hurt. What is it? Three first rounds and three starters. That's yeah, they want ridiculous. Twenty two massages. Stupid price. <laughs> <laughs> they want as many picks as he's got cases pending. He's worth it. He's worth it. He is definitely yeah. worth it. I just think they've shown it before. They did it with Kareem Hunt. They did it with Zeke. They're gonna suspend him. That's my opinion. Even if he when he tries to play, I don't I don't know. I mean that's like, tough. I think they're not playing him because they're just like waiting it out. And like Kuna said, they're gonna try to wait for his trade value to go up. So like maybe they'll play him in the meantime, but I think he doesn't want to play for the Texans. I don't. I. I don't know. I just. I have a hard. You can't time. make me do it. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing him playing this year. I just. I don't see it happening. It'd be cool though. It'd be interesting to see that trade go down. It would be interesting. See I what think, happens with Tua. I don't think, I think that Tua. entire offense would blow that happens, up. Will Fuller is on the block. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and suspended. <laughs> Sad um, face. Yeah. Next, we've got Patriots Jets. Top note here is just pee-poo that pretty much describes his game. Describes Zach Wilson. It was – I don't like to wish against anybody in the league trying to, you know, make their dream playing in the NFL. But watching Zach Wilson just play terribly kind of made me a little happy. And it that's not happy. because of Zach Wilson. That's because, because of, of Eric. It's mostly because of Eric. And oh, I thought we were going to stay anonymous, but – Nope. Yes. Nope. <laughs> Call him out. There is no anonymity. There is no anonymity on this podcast. And I nailed that word, by the way. It's like watching, it's literally like watching Mitch all over again. I feel bad for Jets fans, except for Eric. And we try to warn him. We did try to warn him. It's just so bad. And I, I think it'll get a little bit better, but. Man, it just I was... took I took a lot of enjoyment out of this game. I, I, I gotta say, Eric starting Zach Wilson and then him just peppering the defense with interceptions was just it was. Yay! I benefited as well. <laughs> I was I was concerned for Eric's health after that third interception because he was watching that live, and I don't know how many beers he was in, but you after that bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I was concerned after the fourth interception. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I, I don't think it should have back. taken that long. Yeah, but he was just dropping back, threw off his back foot, and threw it right to the Patriots defender. I was it like, looked like Mitch. It looked like a. I it just, was just like, like Mitch. watching number ten. It was just bad. On the other side, <laughs> this is this is hitting close to home for you guys, isn't it? <laughs> yes, too close. It's about that damn one. time. Too close. The Patriots looked all right. I mean, it was the Jets, but did you see that Damian Harris run? The yeah, the angry man run. Yeah, like I would like to appeal. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, imagine not keeping him in the tenth round. For the listeners who don't know, and I'm, I don't know how many people are listening that don't. Literally, just the league. league. Everybody knows the story. Just go on to remind us. Go on to remind the us. League and Bridget, and then me on Rena's phone, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> ben could have had Damian Harris in the tenth round, decided on Ryan Tannehill, which is not terrible. Like it's, it's not a bad. Game, but now I've bad. traded for his replacement after two weeks. So whatever, <laughs> whatever. Damian Harris, that run was amazing. He's good. He fumbles, so like Belichick could be so in the so. level, but he is just he's he's very talented. At, at obviously appeal aside, we can we can leave that in the past. He is genuinely a talented player. 
And is he – I have a question. Is he little? Is he like a shorter back? Because that's a little guy. Little as in short. Like, little as in short, maybe, but not. Yeah. He's, he's no, no, I know he's. I know he's. Guy. Yeah, he's. He's built like a running back, obviously. But there are times where he looks like pretty tall, and then there are times I'm like, do I ruffle his hair to say hello? I. I mean, I don't he's know. Not, Regardless, he's insane. He's not a Darren Sproles but, little or Terry no, Cohen. Okay. No. Like I've I've watched him enough that I thought I would know, but I, I really <laughs> just can't tell. Sometimes it's like the angle is sure really really deceiving. <laughs> he's 5'11, 215. He was wondering. Oh, he's my uh, height. Damn. I'm not short of height. But he's, I think, when I, I think I understand what you're saying, you're just like expecting a Derrick Henry type. And then you see Damien Harris and he's not Derrick Henry. Yeah. He's, he's just, he's, he's big, so aggressive big. with his run. Yeah. He's big. He plays, he plays a lot bigger than 215. That's for sure. Yeah. He's awesome. He's good. All right, the game that I was really looking forward to, Bears-Bengals. I was about to say, just you, this entire chat. We've got the Bears contingency and then Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, just here for the non-biased takes. There was a lot. Actually, you know what? There was not a lot of talk leading up to this game. And there was one one message. No, there shouldn't have been more because we were ready to talk. We were confident, ready to back it up. But the Bengals fans were not confident. They were quiet. And it showed it that it showed itself. A Dalton was playing well until he got hurt. Justin Fields, baby, didn't look great, but you know, he did the job. Got I mean, the job done. He, was, go ahead. Go he ahead. didn't start with, or he didn't practice with any of the starters or, um, and then he was just thrown in there. The plays weren't meant for him. The schemes were for Andy Dalton. So I don't want to, I don't want to put too much, negative on Justin Fields play and they're bad schemes they're bad yeah. schemes yeah, and like there's no scheme there's no scheme there's no scheme and and there's a lot of talk that he didn't look that great but Jared touched on it a little bit he had no offseason playing with the ones he had no practice playing with the ones in either of the first two weeks so he's been playing as a backup this entire time then he gets thrown into the game like all right now it's your time to go like We'll see what happens this week. They play the Browns. It'll be um, his first chance as a starter where he knows he's going to start. against will be preparation. Tough test. It'll be a tough test. I don't expect him to come out playing amazing, but it'll be – I'm very excited. This is not how I wanted it to happen. I wanted him to, like, be given the reins, not like Andy Dalton. Because he's hurt. Contact play and then Justin yeah. Fields comes in. But, um as a non-biased fan, I will say I'm actually not nervous about Justin Fields at all. He's not good. nervous, like, like no, I think I think he's really going to seize the opportunity. Oh. So from some, yeah, he made some mistakes in the game, as you said. He they wasn't schemed for him. He didn't have time practicing with the starters. He he has to build rapport with his team. That you know that is that is a part of it. He will be fine. There's a lot more composure to him than I. I even realized, like I, I didn't, you know, I, I watched a little bit, a little bit of him in college, and the games that I saw, obviously, like the IU game, wasn't really impressed with him, you know, per se. But he's come in with like a lot of composure, and he's got an arm, like he can, he can sling it. So I, by no means am I, you know, I that's almost disrespectful to just say you know uh oh he didn't look great when he was thrown into a game 
halfway into it that he had no starting preparation for. He'll be fine. I think he's long term. He's going to be a really good QB. And he had a he had a nice deep ball to Allen Robinson that would have been a touchdown if he would have caught it. It went right through his arms. I've never seen that from Allen Robinson. Before. I've never seen that either. And it would have made his it would have changed the narrative. I think on Justin Fields, but the play that Justin Fields made when he he got strip sacked. <laughs> I don't know who's. I don't. I didn't remember whose fault it was, but got at kind like, of both. I don't remember. No, I meant like the offensive lineman. I don't remember. If oh, it was Jason Peters. There's a left tackle. Jason I think it was Jason Peters. Peters. And like, it, it could have been a scoop and score from the for the Bengals, and he just like Superman dove, got the ball, and kept possession. That kind and of it, saved the game. It saved the game. We honestly probably would have lost if he doesn't if he doesn't make that fumble recovery. And seeing that from the guy who's looked a little down on the bench because he's not starting and he's making a play like that when, you know, Cam doesn't dive on a loose ball in the Super Bowl. You've got Justin Fields and his not even not he didn't even start the game in week two against the Bengals. And he's doing that just makes you feel good from that. that, that, that that's your quarterback. Yeah. Andy Dalton doesn't do that. <laughs> and Justin Fields makes plays and can make throws that no Bears quarterback maybe ever has been able to do. So it's yeah, this is new for you guys. I'm excited for you. I'm so excited. And the defense played well. Eddie Jackson played a football game for the first time since 2019. <laughs> Rokon Smith got a pick six. Rokon pick six. Jalen Johnson, a legitimate cornerback one, it looks like. Got I don't know why they kept testing him. I don't know. Stop testing him. Three straight interceptions for Joe Burrow. Three. And the Bears still almost choked the game away. With oh. I don't know what the heck happened, but anyways, they pulled it out, get absolutely fucking destroyed Bengals fans, including Trevor and Nate. It was really quiet for most yeah. of it. I didn't hear no congratulations, no, no GGs nothing. or anything. No, I went yeah, into the enemy's territory. I went into the Bengals fans' apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Came out with the dub. <laughs> How it goes. <laughs> All right. Um, Cowboys Chargers. This game was versus the watch. refs versus the refs. It was basically both of them <laughs> versus the refs. This like, game was, was ugly. Horrible officiating. A couple of touchdowns that should have been touchdowns were called back. Both of them against the Chargers. I guess it was mostly the Chargers were getting screwed over because then we were talking about Justin Herbert. Uh, wait, some somebody explained it to me. I, I forgot what, exactly what happened. So in this game, I was watching this game pretty closely because of Keenan Allen too. An Eckler. Don't forget Eckler. And Eckler. But um, every other play, it seemed like there was a flag. It was whether it'd be on the Chargers and Cowboys, but I think the Chargers did get like the bat in the stick at the end of the day because it was third and goal on their, on the Cowboys seven yard line in the four, late in the fourth quarter. They were down 17 to 14. And Justin Herbert drops back and he immediately gets pressure. So he starts backing up. And I guess. The refs called it dead early and he threw the ball away and that should have given them fourth down and like fourth and seven on the seven yard line. But they called them down early and they gave him an 18 yard loss. So they had to settle for a field goal and gave the Cowboys like a minute 40 left in the game. And they ultimately got the game winning field goal. And that's not to to mention the uh, seven yard touchdown that was. The for Jared Cook that was brought back because of an illegal shift in the O line. Mm -hmm. I don't. There Which, wasn't a shift, I don't think. Yeah, so I don't know how controversial that was. I was pretty upset about it because I started Jared Cook, so that was more what I was focusing on. But 
you know, they were kind of on the back foot that entire drive. It seemed like they'd done so well. And then from that play on, it was just nothing in terms of calls went their way. Was, that should have not even been calls in the first place. It was ridiculous. And they had, they had another one in the first half with their other tight end. I think yeah, they had Parham. a touchdown call back. Yeah, they did. So how about Tony Pollard? RB1. So they did this they, real quick, just to set the table. They did this last year. When I, I had Zeke in a league last year, it was horrible because you it's Ezekiel yeah, Elliott. It I know you're I know you're trying to like keep him healthy throughout the season, but and I know Tony Pollard is good, but like Tony Pollard looks like the running back one and Zeke is like the handcuff spell guy. The guy that spells him, yeah. I think um I think I saw this morning they were talking about it. Mike McCarthy said that he loves what he has in that backfield as in he loves that he has Zeke and Tony Pollard. So I think they're going to continue using them both in equal usage and they don't, I don't think he's looking to give any them like the heavy RB one load, especially for Zeke that most fantasy owners are looking for. So I think Nate should start Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott this week because they're both going to get that equal share. And I think Tony Pollard does look a little bit better than Zeke right now. He looks a lot faster. He looks a lot cleaner and he's a great player. And it's, it's a, actually a great situation for the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Time, I, oh, no, sorry. You go, Kunis. The last time Zeke was, like, truly dominant, they didn't have this many weapons. CD wasn't there. What, Amari had just gotten there. and Traded halfway through the season, out. right? Yeah, yeah, they were still figuring that out. Uh, and then now they've got Pollard, who, I mean, looks great, right? So, like, they, they didn't have all this the last time Zeke – was dominant. So I, I don't know that he ever returns to what he used to be for sure. So what I was going to say is everybody being on camera, we all somewhat chuckled at the Tony Pollard thing, but as jokes as it is at times, he doesn't look like, you know, we're all saying he's the RB one. He doesn't look like he, it's a bad idea to start him or it won't look like a bad idea to start him in a few weeks. I'm not time. joking. Once we get a little yeah, I exactly. I think he should start so, Tony Pollard. And if it maybe in a few weeks' time, I think it's that it's the same thing. The name value puts that in puts Zeke in your starting lineup. You will go off that start. That value carries weight. The name carries the weight. Tony Pollard is going to get you points. Tony Pollard is proving that. If you get two more weeks from him, you're going to have to accept it that he is going to be a a valuable fantasy player, and he could be a flex. You could start both of them and still get production. So Reach. as much as we're joking, Pollard has proven that he can do it. And at the same time, Zeke has proven that he can do it while Tony Pollard does it. So both of them could be legit options. Talk to him, Bean. Talk to him because he's not listening. Tony so, Pollard's still sitting Nate, on that That was, that was indirectly but directly directed at you. There's a lot of directives there. But I'm, all I'm saying is Tony Pollard looks like the real deal. I agree. So. I agree. And one quick other thing about the Cowboys is I also turned that game on late. It was the game that was on TV, like on national TV over here. Mike McCarthy's time management was one of the worst I've ever seen. It was just un, unbelievable. Looked like Anthony Lynn. He looked like Anthony Lynn. He looked like Lovey Smith, like just bad, oh, bad time management. It made no sense. They just like, they left all this time. They let all this time run out with a timeout. They had 17 seconds. They had they let like 17, 20 seconds go, and they had to kick like a 50-something yarder instead of 
getting a couple another plays to maybe make it a shorter kick. But Greg the leg, baby, one of the best in the NFL. All of a sudden, he just I have him in fantasy for those that don't know. It does not pretty, but he will get me 10 points every week as far as I've seen. So he hits those 50 yarders um, every time. But he bailed out Mike McCarthy big time this week. All right, we're gonna rest talk up about Amari though. Yes, get those ribs right. Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's we're concerning talk- to watch. We're going to talk about the Monday night game real quick. We're just going to get that one out of the way because there were really two things that happened. It was Aaron Jones was unbelievable, which he will do several times throughout the year. He'll just have like three touchdowns, four touchdowns. That's the Monday night game, right? Yes, this is Monday night. Okay, He'll just have like five points one week and then 40 the next week. And then he's not going to keep getting me four points. He's not playing the Lions every week every week but he's also not getting me four points every week he'll 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 return to the medium he'll he'll get me some solid value as a running back he is he is what we expect him to be and as you said yesterday he's loose i think he could be he about damn time he's free he's gonna be a top five running back this year barring any you know obscene injuries or anything like that he he has all of the chance to make his mark this year He's amazing. And then on the flip side, Jared Goff is just, I think Jared Goff, I was talking about this with Alex the other day, my brother. Um, I think Jared Goff might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. And if he's not the worst quarterback in the NFL, then he's like bottom three. It's Are you saying like, like of all the quarterbacks, or like, 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 of the, all the, like the, full-time the starting quarterbacks, full time, like 32 starters. Like I'm talking like, I would take Tyrod Taylor over him. I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo over him. I'm taking Zach Wilson over him. I was just saying that because I, I was looking at his name. <laughs> That's where I was like considering to, to draw the line. Alex said the same thing. He's like, I think I'm taking golf over Zach Wilson. And I'm, I probably agree with you, but like in three weeks, Zach Wilson could be better than, than Jared Goff. I just, it's just so I'm taking Annie Dalton over him, Kirk Cousins, Jameis, Taysom Hill, I don't care. All of them. Taysom Hill. Hey, Kirk Cousins had a pretty good showing, though. Let's. Yeah, I mean, he he's he, he's he's he's, he's been he's been all right. He's a great. I'm to be honest with you, just to kind of backtrack to that game. I'm surprised no one actually picked him up against uh, picked him up as a streamer QB this week. He's got the Seahawks coming up. I have Mahomes. I think someone did pick him up. I don't think they did. I thought it was Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. Who knows? Oh, can we go again? Ryan picked him up. He oh, he Ronald did. Jones. Yep. So uh, almost, we pawned I, off. I was deciding between Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, so now he's going to be streamed on Ryan's bench. We'll see. No, yep. I, right. I, I think you might be right about Derek Carr being the, or I'm sorry, uh, Jared Goff being the worst quarterback. <laughs> hey, easy. Yeah, relax. <laughs> that was actual slip. <laughs> No, he he might be the worst one of the active starters, but he's still not like like a backup level bad. You know what I mean? Like he should be. He could like start. Or, uh, I I just I don't think he's like a guarantee that you're not in the game because he's your quarterback. So he is the perfect quarterback for the Lions. Yep. Yeah, I mean, not, yes, and I wanted to say that the other night. Sorry to interject. No, <laughs> that's perfect interjection because. He is everything that the Lions are. Like, they're there. Nobody's ever going to pick the Lions to do anything. But, like, technically, they're a football team. <laughs> He's <laughs> a quarterback. Someone's very yeah. invested He's in the Lions. <laughs> like, is Jared Goff a good quarterback? Yeah. He's there. 
He's I'm gonna watch a lot of Lions games this year. So I, I, have, I have two Lions starters. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I love hey, that. I want you to meet my They're friend. Really Is she cute? Well, she's got a great she's personality. Got a face. <laughs> she's, she's there. She's, she's breathing. She's, All right, I'm not breathing. gonna lie. I literally can't talk about the Lions anymore. But I love their coach. Dan Campbell, I love him. Their coach is amazing. I thought you were going to say Anthony Lynn. (laughs) Baby. Fuck Anthony Lynn. I hope you hear this, Anthony. Okay, game of the week. Chiefs-Ravens. I watched most of this game, and I was entertained the entire time. It was fantastic. Finally, Lamar beats Patrick Mahomes. Finally, Lamar and the Ravens beat Mahomes. The running game with Tyson. Tyson Williams looks pretty good. I'll just kind of run down the notes that I've got and then somebody interject whenever you feel like the running game looks good. Literally, no matter who is back there, Lamar in the running game is going to play well. Hollywood Brown looked good. I don't know if that was just because he broke off a couple of big plays. And the Chiefs defense are it's kind of suspect right now. Right and the now. Chiefs defense is a little suspect. Lamar with his little jump passes, he was like, dude, front flips into the end zone. He was just having fan, fun. Looking fantastic. The, I thought that I thought there was no chance they were going to win this game, but they did. Um, the Chiefs look good. The defense is still not fantastic. Like Mahomes is going to have to win them games, which of course he can. But you need a good defense if you're going to want to win in the AFC. Um, go ahead. What do we think of Clyde? Clyde, not great. Not great. Oh yeah. yeah, what what do people I think do the with Chiefs Clyde? Fucked up that pick. The Chiefs fucked up that pick so badly. I mean, they should have just picked Swift. DeAndre, you have DeAndre. They, they, they just tried to. I think they tried to fit the scheme a little too hard instead of picking the best player because DeAndre Swift or even Jonathan Taylor, you could, or JK Dobbins even. Yeah. Clyde's fine. He's a fine player. You know, he fumbled and lost in the game, but like, he's fine. It's just, he's not DeAndre Swift. He's not Jonathan Taylor. He's, not and he's just Dobbins. irrelevant in that offense. They don't really need Clyde. I know. They, they can use Daryl Williams and be just as fine. I don't. Right. So that's a testament to the offense, but also if they had a guy like DeAndre Swift, like DeAndre it opens Swift up a little bit more crazy yeah. because um, he's got every facet of the game that Clyde does, but better. Yeah. Just better. better. And everybody was saying that, you know, Clyde is like this incredible pass catching back. Yeah. But you don't use him even in those, like, exactly. The, you don't have check down plays. Like you have Patrick Mahomes who can close his eyes and then bomb it 70 yards and still bread basket it. I mm-hmm. mean, Byron Pringle gets more involved than Clyde does at times. The fact that is, is, uh, by the way, I'm just going to say Byron Pringle, you know, took it to the house and then Travis Kelsey went, Oh yeah, I think I could do that. And then did his own 47 yard scamper, which was like, I remember watching that. We just get, just hear Micah's reaction. Yeah. Me, I was expecting, me and Jer- sorry, Ben. Me, Jared, and Alex were in a, an Xbox party, and it always happens. Even though me and Alex are on the same Wi-Fi, I'm always behind, and Jared's watching on cable, so he's he's always a little bit ahead anyway. And I asked them not to spoil it, like just wait like a couple seconds, just so that I can react, and then you say whatever you want. And it's like the it was like such a dump off. It was like five yards, and it was, I was like, okay, Kelsey. And then he makes one man miss and gets the first down. I was like, okay, Kelsey. And then he gets two blockers. I was like, oh my God. And then he makes the, like, he like cuts back and then dives, falls into the end zone. I was going crazy. I could not. It was, it was such a great play. And I, like I was saying, I was half expecting Andy Reid to be putting on a helmet on the side, like going, all right, it's my turn. Everybody else housed it. Let me give it a go. <laughs> so yeah, that, that game was insane. Lamar is 
for for the running back jokes for the you know the the trash that he gets he is he's a leader above all else he is a leader and he is a fantastic player and he's so much fun to watch on the uh speed of the winning team of that game uh how good do we think hollywood can get like what 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 is his ceiling he's he's right there right so like is this I think so, it? too. That's it. I think what you saw on Sunday night is the ceiling. He'll get a couple okay. big plays, and that's it. I don't think he's an actual receiver. And he's not Tyreek. Like he he, he, he falls into that Henry Ruggs category for yeah. me. I think he's better than Henry Ruggs. I think he could be better than Henry Ruggs. But yeah, he's more dynamic in some – Like I, I trust Hollywood over Henry Ruggs. But, again, I think the reason why Hollywood is on display so much is because you don't have Bateman there. Because um, who else did they – they lost um, – they lost everybody, didn't they? They have Sammy Watkins and Hollywood. Sammy Watkins. And Sammy Watkins in Hollywood. But they lo- – yeah, I can't remember the other receiver that Rashad they lost. Rashad Bateman they lost. Yeah, they lost Rashad Bateman. They lost somebody else, though, as well. Willie Sneed? No, he – is he on the Raiders now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he is. He botched that, uh, that catch in the end zone. It was a picked off in overtime, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. But – Hollywood will regress. He'll regress. He'll... He didn't progress at all. No. I think... What? He'll... I don't think he's touchdowns. The first two weeks, he's been a really productive receiver. But I mean, like, gonna stay it's 10 targets. I mean, like, uh... he hasn't progressed enough to say, like, oh, he's just going to regress. Like, I think he's, I think it's just one of those boom weeks for him. I think his name. Yeah, value but carries... I'm saying regress in a very short term okay. context. Like, He's given you more than you expected from him in the first two weeks, right? That's he's not going to keep say. doing that. He's also like a big play guy. He's not going to go out and get you like 75 yards every game. It'll be like 30 or 100. Like he's that kind of a player. You you don't start him with confidence. No, you you, really you put him in there and go, yeah, I'm, I'm down. If I can get this 70-yard bomb, then golden. But you, you never – take a sigh of relief when you decide yeah i'm gonna put hollywood as my flex i don't know i think uh i think he's the type of player that like they need to get they've always needed to get more involved they i think they finally started doing that where they're they're using him creatively obviously he's great at you know taking a deep shot but like that use the play has to work completely for that for him to still get open at that point chiefs don't do that every time obviously you know that works once or twice a game, you know, sometimes a couple more, but Andy Reid uses Tyreek all different ways where he's, he just, he gets from the ball quickly in space where he lets him make a play. I think I was that kind of player. If it's those getting him the ball when he's three yards out, five yards out, instead of, you know, you don't have to throw a 40 yard bomb to him every time. But, but that if, works. If they start using a little bit creatively like that. I think there's no reason that he can't see 10 to 15 targets every time. Problem is Tyreek gets open. Tyreek knows how to get separation and get open for Mahomes. And he is Mahomes instead yeah. of Lamar. And Hollywood just is not as good of a route runner. And that's like a big, that's a big deal. Also, did you see John Harbaugh at the end? He said, Lamar, you want to you want to go, go for it? it? That's awesome. Matt Nagy could literally never. I ever. wish he would have that <laughs> trust. Oh my God. He would say, Hey, hey, Fields, you want to go for it? Be like, yeah. Well, fuck off. We're going <laughs> yeah, to run it right up the middle with Cordero Patterson. That's what we're going to do. Jet sweep. Right. Jet sweep. Jet sweep. <laughs> I'd be like, Justin, you take the field goal. 
<laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh my god. Just go sit on the bench and let Nick Foles do it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, Justin, you want to go for it? Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> subbing in Nick for this one. <laughs> uh yeah, that was a that was a can I just say the majority of the primetime games that we've had, albeit two weeks, we've had some really, really good. exciting primetime games to start good. the year. Yeah. That mm. like glued to my TV type of type of game. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We had one bad one. Unbiasedly, it was the Bears Rams. Even though we did get to see Justin Fields. Uh, that that should have never been on primetime. It should that, not have been a primetime. It's ESPN's <laughs> fault. I can't <laughs> do it anymore. NBC. I don't know why we get the primetime game on the week one every time. I, can, I don't understand. I can tell you why. Working in advertising, I can tell you exactly why. It's the big markets. Market. Literally the markets. Uh, why do you I'm think so New York, Washington is a, is a primetime game? Well, that was Thursday Night Football. They so always put I'm the crap super excited for this Thursday. Uh, Texans-Panthers. Oh, Jeez. baby. That's a matchup. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, though. Riveting football. Christian you know, McCaffrey, though. We've got some advertisements running during that game, so watch for that, if nothing else. We're going to see Anthony Miller again. Shut up. Stop. Stop that. Isn't he out? <laughs> he's hurt, though. He's I think hurt. he's on IR. I can't stand Anthony Miller. Uh, he's okay. playing. Well, it's okay. He can't stand right now, either. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good <laughs> right uh, Any Any closing thoughts here? I think I've covered pretty much everything I need to say. Uh, Cortland Sutton's insane. We didn't talk right. about yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, I'll give you A.J. Dillon for him. <laughs> yeah, I will not take that. A.J. Dillon in the seventh, dude. That's an yeah, come on. Morgan. Come on. Look at that keeper value, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know – Give me Curtis Samuel in 19 Fab. I might consider it. <laughs> what are you, Yeah, can you Venmo? <laughs> no, I was going to you know, do you want him? You know, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and to be honest with you, I was debating trading with you for him, but they gave him chances. And he, I mean, obviously, should Aaron Jones go down, he's going to be more involved. But, I mean, you – as, it's not not promising when they give him like the entire fourth quarter and he doesn't really capitalize on much. Yeah, that's sad to say because I I am a big AJ Dillon fan, but he well, did not likewise. look good. He did not look good Monday night. No, I didn't. So, but you win some, you lose some. Can't be right on every pick. Just I didn't draft the defense in like the ninth round. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we've got Corlin Sutton, AJ Dillon, Jerry. Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, I think I said all I wanted to say. Um, I'm just looking forward to Justin Fields finally starting. Finally get Dang. to play with the ones, practice with the ones. Good call. And, and hopefully Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney don't drop any passes this Sunday. Oh, I have one, one question for you all. Yes. And this is Colts related. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> if Eason plays. Oh, we didn't touch on Jacob Eason. He's bad, but go ahead. We didn't. Just give me, a, give me a quick prediction on his stat line if he's our starting QB. Who do they play? Tennessee Titans. I think he could play well, actually. I will say 30 – I'll say 30 out of 43 to 36 yards. Three times. I think they're going to have to. <laughs> Damn. I think they're right. going to have to. Well, I think, think it will be mostly dump-offs. It will be yeah. dump-offs to Naeem Hines. And 236 yards, let's give him an interception. 
and we'll give him a touchdown. Get freezing cold takes ready on the phone. We've got this in, I was going to say in writing. Come back to this. Come back to this Sunday. I think uh, he's going to go 16 for 27 for 189 yards, two touchdowns and two picks. I think that sounds more. I believe that one. To be honest, I could get I could get down with that one. Honestly, I think if the defense plays a little bit better, I think the Colts could win the game. That's just one of those games they could win. I'm just hoping Michael Pittman benefits from that. Well, see, I'm excited for Justin Fields too. I said I didn't have anything else to say, but like it's Justin Fields' first start. I've never been excited to see a Bears quarterback since. So okay. Well, I was excited about Mitch, but like. I wasn't happy. This about is different. It. I'm happy about this, this is, one, and it's here. It's finally here. It, there was the there was the constant back and forth, even on draft night with Mitch, if I remember correctly. Everybody's yeah. like, "Why did we do yeah. this?" I mean, like, but who yeah, is let's this guy? Do this. Let's go, Mitch. But who is this? But like, okay, booed. then you got booed at the first Bulls game you ever went to after you got drafted. Yeah. This is different. Sorry, yeah. sorry, but this is just a little bit different. So, hey, you'll always be the MVP. You will always be our MVP, unless they play another one and somebody else gets it, but he'll be, always be the first. Those are all Mickey nice Mouse guy. MVPs. He's all a right. great guy. Yep. All right. Uh, I think that's all the time we've got for today. It's been a fun time talking football with everybody. Very excited for episodes to come. I know there's a lot cooking in the labs behind the scenes. Um, so to all 21 and counting of our listeners, thank you for the support. Please tell your friends so we can get sponsored and quit our jobs and just do this all the time. Yeah, this is fun. I'd rather do this. Much rather do this. Um, Well, that's all I've got. Thank you again. We'll see you next time. And cue the outro music because I love you.